This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Good evening. How the devil are we? Welcome along to me and my new friend, me. <laughs> We've got another game tomorrow. Oh, God, tell me we don't. But we do. It's against Palace. It's at home. We're going to lose it, aren't we? This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Uh, I feel like I'm dead already this season. How the devil are you? This is the preview show. It's time. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And your favorite podcasts.
Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. All right there. Welcome back. Yeah, Leicester Till I Die TV. We've got a match tomorrow. It's back at the King Power. How are the crowd going to react? Well, it depends, obviously, how Leicester play. I mean, what happened? We played so well against Bournemouth. No, we didn't. We played so well against Forest. You see how even I'm getting confused. We played, played so well against Forest, and then we cocked it up as always, as always, in the second game. Um, Gray's in. Good evening, Gray. How the devil are you? I hope you are well, sir. Um, my new friend, Mini-Me. Always wanted a Mini-Me, and here he is. And I want to say a big thank you to my good friend Dan from Turf Morehouse TV for doing that uh, for me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Did make me giggle. Did make me giggle a bit. I've got to say, he's he, quite good looking. <laughs> it's Leicester Till I Die TV. You can catch us here. You can catch us on Twitter at Leicester TID. You can catch us on Twitch, Facebook, TikTok. Instagram. We've even got a radio station now as well. Mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. And don't forget, uh, follow us on there. We've got a show tomorrow night at six o'clock, previewing the weekend. Fun banter and music as well. What more could you ask for? I know I'm doing it. So <laughs> I know that's what else you could ask for. And obviously, we are on all your favorite podcast platforms. Here's where you can Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Broadcasting live worldwide. It is. I'm going to be joined later by Jordan from um, Eagle Eye Football. Uh, I've seen him about ooh, ages and ages and ages. So I hope he's well. He's coming in at about 20 past, as is obviously the old wise owl Craig. He will be joining us for giving us his thoughts as well. Um, I'm fine, thanks. Hope you are too. Took the missus out for a birthday meal. <laughs> She's still alive. She's a forest fan. She's a forest fan. I hope you didn't take her anywhere nice. <laughs> you know I jest. You know I jest. So what we're thinking about the Palace game, eh? Well, as we always do at the start, and I just need to play around with me uh, with me knobs here. And uh, as I say, don't forget, of course, I did, I did announce it last week. Uh, we have got a preview coming up on the show at the end of the season. Um, Brendan Rodgers is bringing out his biography. Um, but we do have a picture of the front cover. There we go. Soccer Coaching Soccer for Dummies by Brendan Rogers. And we've, we've even got a space on the cover there. We, we did sponsor it. Uh, because I tell you what, if you're going to follow the way Brendan Rogers coaches, you've got to be a dummy. Um, how is he still here? How is he still here? Top, I love you. I love what you and your dad have done for this club, but your legacy is going to be going down the pan. Grow a pair of balls and sack him. That's all I'm saying. And I know I'm losing followers on Twitter because of my stance on this, but I don't care. You know, people say, oh, you're saying you're Lester till I die. Yeah, I am Lester till I die. I'm not fucking Brendan Rodgers till I die. 
<laughs> let's let's get perspective on this. Uh, let's have a look because somebody else has said something here. Um, I'm wondering how the hell we are going to win this game. Well, let's have a look if the stats help us in that at all. Uh, let's bring them in. And here we go. So the pre-match stats here, everybody. Um, we've played Palace 20 times since we've both been in the Premier League on and off. Uh, we've won eight. They have won eight. Um, and we've drawn four. Doesn't really help us at all, does it? But we have won five at home and they've won four away. I just can't see us winning these games. These are the run of games that we need to win. And I'm not disrespecting Bournemouth. They deserved it. I'm not disrespecting Palace. I think they will actually beat us. Um, I, or, or Leeds or Wolves. But this is a run of games that we should be winning. And if we can't win the... Rid of Brendan, as I said, though, two-week internet... Well, you know that money you've put aside top for all the... Shopping, Mao. That's where we're going. That is where we I'm not sure whether they are or not. Challenge out to, to the club. On the BBC, on my Tuesday talking point, do check it out. It's out, believe it or not, every Tuesday. And I did, well, my first sentence this week was, uh, Rogers, please get out of our club. Um, and I did say that the club, the club will not come on to one of these shows because nobody's got the balls to answer the questions. Uh, we, we have a press officer, do we? Uh, I mean, it's hilarious that people have been booking birthday messages for the big screen from Zach Roberts, um, Zach, Zach Rogers, and <laughs> Brendan out. Um, and so they've banned all birthday messages. And when the Mercury, the Mercury contacted them for a comment, they refused to comment. Maybe they all need to grow a pair of balls at that club now. We were once a great club that everybody looked at and looked at us and said, wow, we love what Leicester are doing. That's the way to run a football club. Yeah, OK. I know there's things have happened since then. COVID, cost of living, all that's happened. Of course it has. It's blown football through the sky. And, you know, some clubs were lucky to survive, etc., etc. But you react to those things. You don't sit there twiddling your thumb going, yeah, I think I'll keep top another week. Uh, I'll keep Brendan another week, see how he's doing. I thought, here we go. Another chance. This is what we did. Do you remember? One at the 
we got do that this season but this is and Leeds have got more points than us and they've played a game less we are stuck with a manager who won us the League Cup uh, sorry the FA Cup the worst ever start by a football league, uh, Premier League club the worst ever start by a Premier League club is, it, is that any better guys is that better um so I, I just I just don't understand why nothing is being done. Uh let me just check my sound. Um it looks to yeah, it looks to be all right. Is that better, guys? Um yeah, quite I think it's believe it or not, it's this microphone. As I turn to look at my because I've got two screens. Uh, and a TV, or oh, it's all very modern here. As I turn to look at this screen, if I don't have it right up close to me, I kind of uh, it, it just sort of it should be picking it up, but it's not. So hopefully that's better. So there we go. Look at us sat at the bottom there. Palace in fifteenth, nine points. They've scored ten, so they're not scored as many as us, but they've only conceded half what we have scored. We've conceded more goals than anybody else at this time. Terry, it's a good point. Johnny Evans is injured. All right, I'm going to ask you a question, guys. Who would you bring in? For me, it's obvious. But would you bring in a Marty? Would you bring in Vestergaard? Or would you bring in Soyuncu? There, there, there we go. Who would you bring in? But that, you know, that that's the, that's the reality of it. Four points. I started this as a joke before the Nottingham Forest game, and it's kind of coming back to bite me on the bum because that's the record that Derby County hold at the moment: eleven points and twenty goals all season. Now I'm sure. I'm sure that we are going to beat the 20 goals. Although, let's be honest with you, maybe not if Hardy plays because he doesn't know where the net is. But four points? Where are we going to get these other eight points from to beat the 11? Because I can't see them coming. Forest, five. You know, it's going to be interesting. I can see Forrest turning it round. That's the scary thing. I can't see Brendan. Um, Cag says, Gray, it has to be, doesn't it? It has to be. But stubborn ass, Brendan. Did you watch his press conference earlier? Because I didn't. I refused to because it bores the skin off me. And he would be saying exactly the same thing that he has been saying for you know, just refer to my answer of three weeks ago. Refer to my answer of two weeks ago. The guy is a wanker of the biggest degree, and he needs to go. And I'm unfortunate timing. Just as uh, just as Jordan comes into the stream, I'm calling someone. 
I'll bring him in in a second. Um, they're just going to go through the stats a bit more. This is the this is the running. So uh, Leicester, we've won the one. I'd like to say we've won the one in the last five games, but we've won one all season. Uh, something we're going to have to do next week. Um, Chelsea, they lost to Newcastle. It was a good draw against Newcastle, in fairness, because they're on fire. Uh, Brentford won one. Uh, oh, losing to Manchester City. That's one of those teams, isn't it? Um, I can't see another win while Bodgers is here. Uh, no, I wasn't interested in his bit. No, I, I just could. I refused to watch it. I refused to watch it. Um, Rogers Conference, Jason Bourne asking about Cags and Vestergaard, who was part of the under-23, smashed 7-0 with a Vestergaard own goal. He's a £15 million player playing in the under-23s. Oh, God almighty. Um, Chris, big up, great show last night about the top 10 superheroes. I felt I won. A moral victory for me there. Uh, we have Leeds midweek. We do indeed. We do indeed. So, Form was pretty much this game could go either way. Uh, that is how, if you just want to have a, a compare how our seasons are looking, uh, uh, for Leicester City on our matches, one losses and draws, and our goals. Um, and then that is the old um Palace ones, just to compare the two. Now, this is the interesting thing because I was talking to Jack about uh, Jack Jordan. Why am I calling him Jack? <laughs> might, as well call, might as well call him Betty. <laughs> but I was speaking to Jordan on Eagle-Eyed Football earlier about Leicester City's goal scoring. Brendan Rodgers likes to make his substitutions 60-plus minutes into the game. That's usually, unless there's an injury. When do we concede our most goals? Oh, look, 60-plus minutes into the game. When you look at Palace, though, and this is the only saving grace, so today. But if you notice the difference there, and I wish I had a pointer. I've said that many times to the ex-wife. I had a pointer, so I can't show it. But at least Palace are scoring in that last 15. We're not. Look, big white gap there. Now, I put this out on Twitter earlier in the week. Has anybody ever thought... As I say, anybody, top, Brendan, anybody at Susan Whelan, look, would, could, and I can get this. Anybody can get this. It's on the interweb. That you look at this and you think, hmm, how come after every time that uh, Rogers usually makes his substitutions, we concede goals? Because he's shit. I mean, you know, it's there in black and white. It's there in black and white. Those are the season stats. Have a look. Read them and wait. They're pretty much, in fact, I can't see them. My eyes are that bad. Let me uh, let me bring them in. Um, ball possession, yeah, 54 to us, 42 to Palace. Uh, attacks, we can have more attacks. Um, we have more offsides, but only just. Shots on target, yeah, paper width between us. Um, shots off. Yeah, we've had more shots off, but they're having more shots all in all. Uh, corners, yeah, there are thereabouts. 
Um, yellow and red is the same. Player rating, uh, again, not a fart in a sway suit between us. So uh, it could end up a draw. It could go either way. Um, Roger still at Leicester to me. Aya True Red, how are you? Welcome in, sir. Uh, doesn't want to give Rogers the payoff due to income. We've said this before, though, mate. 10 million. If we get relegated, how many million is that going to cost us? More than 10. All that money that is put aside for the redevelopment of the ground around the ground, that'd be wasted. It's, we're not going to do that if we're in the championship. Maybe maybe he needs to just grow a, a, a big pair of round spherical ones top. Maybe he is not his father. Maybe that's what we are discovering. And I love him to bits. I'd have his babies if he walked in here now. You know I would. But on this occasion, he does need to do something. TM, welcome in. Uh, Spurs fan there has come in to, to enjoy our pain, I am sure. Welcome along. Uh, it is all very bleak. Yes, it is indeed. Uh, well, look, let, let, let me get my co-host in for this evening. Uh, I was on his channel earlier, so it's been absolutely ages since I've seen him. Let's welcome him in. It's not Jack, but it is, in fact, Jordan <laughs> from Eagle-Eyed Football. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Well, it's, it's very good so far, you know. We already have you. There we go. But no, it is. It's, it's been a, such a long time since I've seen you. How? how what have you been up to since we last spoke? Uh, watching. Um, just you know, trying to get as much content out there. Trying to improve the quality and actually starting up fan cams, which seem to be doing pretty well. We're trying to do them after every home game. And we've had a few good guests. We've had our owner, or one of our co-owners, on. We've had John Tolarco on, and we've had a few, a few big names when it comes to Crystal Palace. So, if it's going all right, good luck with that. And how can people find you, sir? Uh, yes, they can find us on Eagle-eyed Football on YouTube and the Eagle-eyed Ball on Twitter. I don't Brilliant. know Instagram, but I think it's Eagle. It's, it's Eagle Eyed Football something. Yeah, just search Eagle Eyed Football. It it, go, it does come up. Great channels, guys. One of the best channels out there. We do. We have a laugh and a joke with them. Yeah, you'll and see of course, it's myself, fronted. Rich, and yeah. Nate as well. It's fronted by by an ex Commodore. So uh, what 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 more could you ask for? Uh, but hey, talking talking about famous faces. It, nothing comes any more famous than this. He is my old wise owl. It's the quizmeister himself, Craig. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Chris. How you doing? Well, living the dream. How you doing? How you doing, Jordan? Good <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm yeah, good, you too, mate. You see, this is why I have Craig on. First time he's, he speaks to you, he gets your name right. <laughs> I'm like you. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go. I'll just go. I mean, we've gone through the stats and the figures there, um, Craig. It is bleak, isn't it? It does make bleak reading. It, 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 I mean, there's no way of, uh, of getting around it at the moment that we're not in the best of positions, are we? Um, what I... What I'm trying not to do is um, is get wound up by anything that isn't is just speculation because 
you know, it makes no difference, to be honest. You know, whatever we think, whether we think positively or negatively, it makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. So, uh, so I'm trying to stay positive because, you know, like me, Chris, we've been here before, we've seen it all before, and we've survived. Um, it doesn't make it any more palatable, but, um, you know, there's a, a dose of realism. What I'd like to know is, is, all these, because we live in, a, in an age of social media, all these um, sort of things that are put out there on social media suddenly become fact. I mean, I haven't heard it from anyone uh, that it's a £10 million payoff. It just seems to have been out into uh, the public domain and everybody's running with it. You know, it could be a million. No one knows, but it's it's all all of a sudden it's become fact. It has. And, I mean, it's, it's a long... I suppose we've all grabbed at it. I've grabbed at it because it's the only figure to grab yeah. at. Because you know, our, our our everybody at the club is hiding hiding behind closed doors and refuses to come out, you know, and and speak to anybody. So you have to grab at what you see. Um, maybe if if they were, you know, had the bottle to come and speak to people, then. Mm. You know, we, we'd have the answers. We know Brendan's not on £10 million a year. You know, we've we've had that disputed by one of the more professional journalists, um, Rob Tanner at The Athletic, so we know that's not true. But all we know is it's going to cost us more in relegation, even though we'll get the, you know, yeah, the, the, whatever, the payoff for going down, um, which I still don't agree with. But And all that building that we've got planned for that land, that's gonna. We're not gonna want to do that in the championship, are we? I I think they would still do it. I I, I think they're in it for the long haul. I don't think they uh, have relegation in their plans. So, you know, it may take a little longer than than necessary. But I don't think they're suddenly gonna ditch everything and walk away. To be honest, because it's all part of a longer term sustainable uh, plan. I think this is um, this has taken them all by surprise. I think and. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I mean, we, let's face it. I don't think any of the fans were ready for what's happened this season. I don't think the club were either, and, and I think we probably have to take that into account. That all of a sudden, let, let's assume that he's not going to survive the next appointment. Based on everything else that you've just said, Chris, about all the infrastructure that's been, the next appointment is critical. So it's not just a oh, Deitch is available, so and so is available. You can't look at it like that. You know, they, they every next probably... appointment critical. Pardon? Isn't every next appointment critical? Because uh, you're not well, some more than... doing well, are you? Yeah, but Unless there's some more than... I would say that this is more critical than sacking Ranieri was. We sacked Ranieri when we were 17th and still in the Champions yeah. League. Yeah, but I, I think this, looking at where we are, and there's no signs of anything, we still had... Uh, a, a league winning team there that he just mm. couldn't get hold of this this is a little bit more uh, critical i would say i would suggest jordan i mean what as a fan looking outside at leicester and i know you don't know you know you, you, we, we talked about it on your show about you know what happened summer and and ffp and all that but looking from the outside are you surprised at where we are and how it's going for us this season? Um, I think, bearing in mind that you guys were told that you're in FFP troubles 
on the last day of the window, I fully understand it because I'm guessing that there was players that have been scouted. There's been um, pro- proposals to players. Brendan Rodgers has been getting in contact. Your scouting leads probably been getting in contact with players, convincing them, thinking, yeah, that's a good project. Come here. We've won the league already. And we're currently in... Are you guys in the Europa League this year? No, thank God. <laughs> well, you, well, you, well, yeah, we, we won the FA Cup. We've been in Europe a few times. We, we've been pushing for Europe the last couple of years. So I'd say we're definitely a stable Premier League team that are pushing the top six right now. Why couldn't you come in and make an impression? But obviously, with that short little time frame, you haven't had a chance to <clears throat> get everyone to know earlier. I think if you got people to know earlier, you definitely look in the free agent market, you'd be able to blood some youngsters during pre-season to get them more up to speed and ready, just in case if you have an injury crisis, which you guys are having right now, I believe. It would set you off for a bit better stead for the league. And I mean, we, we do a show every start of every season. I don't know if you do sort of where every team will finish the league. I don't know if you did one or not, but did you did you foresee Leicester being in a relegation battle? Um, I think as an outsider looking in and not knowing much about Leicester, uh, apart from the players that you guys have, Mm -hmm. looking at it man for man, you should not be where you are. Uh, I think if if at the start of the season I was to predict where you guys would have been, it probably wouldn't have been too outside of a shout if I predicted you guys to be top 10. Mm. But I do remember seeing that there were no signings made and that Fafana was leaving so I don't, I don't know I probably would have predicted a 14th, 5th, 14th 13th finish but yeah. I would have never predicted what's happening to you guys right now I mean every season you seem to be perennial relegation strugglers but never seem to be in trouble if you know what I mean because I'm just looking now at you know your, your last few seasons I mean I think 14th the lowest oh no uh well, 2004, you finished 18th, but that's going back quite a bit. But since then, when you've been in the Premier League, you've always been 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 11th. And yet, again, would you are you disappointed with your start to the season? No, I'm actually pretty optimistic. If you look at the teams that we've played, I think having nine points at this point in the season, bear in mind who we've played, is actually a very big achievement, in my opinion. We've already got Arsenal... Chelsea, City, and oh, another team. I can't remember. Another big team out of the way already. Liverpool. That's it. So we've already played we four. Easily of the big forgotten six. Liverpool, aren't they? <laughs> well, we got a draw against them, and honestly, you know, it's a bit because, of a here you know, and there. Craig, we we've had the same thing, haven't we? We've had Arsenal, Chelsea, um, Tottenham, um, Man United. <sighs> To be fair, I'm going to say. To be fair, we're probably we we. I think we're the only team we've had to play every team. Every team we've played has been above us. So it's not know, difficult. It exactly, be- that's what I mean. So we've had it really tough. Yeah, I think I think every I think nearly I think apart from the Leeds that we played, I think every single team we've played has been top Jordan. ten. Oh, is he going? Is oh, he back? I, th- I think you're gone. <laughs> hey, everyone's, everyone's going. 
I think Chris is going, not not me. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think I think Chris is being uh, Chris's batteries are draining. I think that's the problem. <laughs> He's on air so my, much. My my batteries have been recharged so often the past being able to recharge it all. Um, I mean, you've got, but you still got a game in hand. Yeah, uh, Palace, you're on nine points. Do you look at this game, Jordan, thinking this is Leicester? Look at where they are. We we can win this. Um, Be honest. Playing <laughs> against Leicester is very hot and cold. We have absolutely smashed you a couple, uh, but that was a good few years ago now. I'm not sure. I think the turn of form, even though you guys had a very disappointing game against... Um, Bournemouth, I think you were still pretty impressive in the first half. I don't think that that gets credited enough. But I, I think it'll be wrong to not back my team, to not say that I don't think we will win. Um, I'm making a journey up myself. I try and go to as many games as possible. But I've never been to the King Power before. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that my first visit there will be a win. But we'll see what happens. Yes, we were talking about this on our stream. This is an incredible. It's neck and neck, really is. Yes, yeah. I mean, um, let me let me go the right way. Thing that worries me. Let me just get out. There we go. Let me just get it up. Um, I can see my internet seems to be playing up. So if I am going, I apologise, everybody. That was Derby County with the lowest, worst ever Premier League season. Mm -hmm. uh, we've just become the worst ever starters to a Premier League season. Where are those eight points coming from, Craig? Uh, it's coming from the goals column. I, I think that that's it. I think we... We've looked dangerous in attack, and that's the bit that gives you a little bit of hope that there are going to be games where we can outscore our leaky defence. Um, I think if we weren't scoring and we were losing, I think there'd be, you know, I think the, the alarm bells would just be ringing off the walls. But the fact that we have scored, I think there's only about four or five teams scored more goals than us this season. Um, so it's a matter of being able to get that balance right between shoring up the defence, but continuing to, to play um, on the front foot and score some goals. But that's the bit that gives me a little bit of hope. We've scored 15. Um, you've got to go up to Brentford in 11th, who have scored 16. Um, even Well, Fulham have scored 14. Bournemouth have scored 8. Uh, and then obviously they're all above us. But it's the 24 we've conceded. Mm. That is the concern, and we're obviously we're going to be picking. Well, not obviously, but we are going to be picking the team as we always do at the end of the show. But um, Johnny Evans might not be playing. I mean, surely he's not going to be picking a Marty, is he? Who knows? Uh, well, do you, you, know, do you, do you think forgotten... he could be Vestergaard? I mean, he's good at scoring goals, isn't he? Yeah, we're... <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, we've. <laughs> You know, I think we, we're long past trying to guess uh, what what Rogers may do. Um, although I think if you if you if you basically go on what's the sensible thing to do, 
and then flip it, that's a, probably a good chance of uh, of what Brendan will do. So yes, I think he will play a Marty. Um, yeah, uh, because I, because he doesn't talk um, confidently about anyone else who may come in. But I threw this up about Johnny Evans. The last two games that I've seen him, or the two home games, he was looking like towards the end of the games he was he was holding his thigh. Um, and he's managed to get through them, so it's no real surprise to me that he uh, that he may be doubtful. And we've, but again, we've said this from day one, haven't we? You know that when he is injured, and he is going to get injured, every player can get injured. But at his age, it is going to take him longer yep. to, to get fit, and we need to have a decent replacement. Mm-hmm. And that decent replacement, for me, and this is obviously football. Uh, football's about opinions. For me. Um, <laughs> obvious replacement isn't even getting on the bench. Yeah, I'm, I, he's backing himself into a corner, but he's been doing that all season. I, I mean, a, a centre half pairing of Fast and uh, Soyuncu would be um, entertaining, entertaining to say <laughs> the least. Um, I, I would be putting a yellow card double on it. That's for sure, but. They would be, it would be the type of defending that uh, that would get the crowd going. That's for sure, aggressive and on the front foot. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what his options are. Although I would say, when Amati's started games, um, particularly last season, he was pretty solid, and he was the one who was doing most of the talking and most of the organising. I think it's when he's brought on to games that he looks more vulnerable because it seems to take him time to get to the pace of the game. You know, he's not the best with the ball at his feet, but when he started games, he's been pre- pretty solid. So, um, mm. who knows? Jordan, we're having a go at Rogers here. Um, Patrick Vieira came in last season, mm-hmm. and I've got to be honest with you, I thought he was going to struggle with it being his first season in the Premier League. At the end of the day, you finished a very credible 12th. Um, and I thought, okay, you're going to kick on from that. How pleased are the Palace fan base with Vieira? Surely that there's no rumours there about Vieira, is there at all? Um, so I think we'll go back to the start of that question. I think when Vieira was appointed, I am definitely guilty of saying, why have we got this guy? He's got no Prem experience. He got sacked from MLS. He got sacked from the French League. Why the hell are we trying him in the Premier League? It's going to go all wrong. And I think that was all sparked from how we nearly got Lucien Favre as well as our manager. He took, um, I think, I believe he, he took Nice to Europa League football and he also got Dortmund to actually beat Bayern in the league, I believe, or at least run them very close. And thinking, how the hell are Palace looking at getting someone like this to be their manager? And then to go from that to Patrick Vieira, we're thinking, oh gosh, we've bloody alladiced it again, haven't we? <laughs> That's what we're thinking. But credit to Vieira, man. The, the players that he's looking that um, him and Doogie Friedman have been scouting. I think you definitely got a shout out to Dewey Freeman as well. Ex player, um, he was our ex manager, but then left to Bolton. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's come back. He's our sporting director now, and he has been doing the best job possible. We've been scouting amazing players. We've got Eze for uh, 15 million, we've got Mark Gay for 20 million, 
they got Michael Elise for eight million. Like we're they're doing incredible business. And what some of these players are worth a hell of a lot more now. Uh, like Michael Elise turns he turns twenty in December. He's still nineteen years old and he's smashing up the Premier League. And what what's he worth now? A nineteen year old. I don't know, fifty million plus right now in mm. today's market. But Vieira's smashed it. He's had a complete change of style to Crystal Palace. We were a long ball, played very similarly to Stoke. Like, you had big guys just hump it long and hope Benteke gets on the end of it. That's sort of how we played. But now we're playing nice football. Zaha is not the only guy in this team anymore. We've actually got outlets other than him, which is a joy to watch. It's not only pass the ball to Wilf and hope for the best. It's actually, we can play football now and we've got the players to play really nice football now. And when we're attacking, we've got players which play some very silky smooth football. You've got Eze, you've got Zaha, you've got Edward. I know you guys were linked with him. Yeah. And you've got Elise as well. You've still got some great players on the bench and youngsters coming through. So Vieira's done a fantastic job. And I think that this season is... I think it's. It, I wouldn't say it's about kicking on. I think this is just staying his second season, staying stable. And then I think after the season, that's when we'll kick on. Yeah. I just want to remind everybody, uh, don't forget the end of the season, Brendan Rogers. I did mention it at the start. Brendan Rogers' biography is out. We have got a, an early preview of the cover. And there it goes, Coaches, coaching soccer for dummies. Um, so be sure to sort of pre-order. It's, it's pre-orderable now on Amazon. Um, let's just catch up with a few comments. We've not had some comments for a while. Um, Terry did ask the question, um, have Palace sold their full allocation? Um, we sold our allocation and then they opened up a new block and I think that sold out as well. So I think we're taking... I think you only gave us 2,700 tickets, and I think we sold it. Well, hey, good. Well done to those guys uh, for uh, for the way fans. They they do go through a lot, don't they? Neil, good evening. How are you? Don't forget, Palace lost seven games from the start of the season without scoring a goal and survived. Yes, yeah, chairman from our channel. Did you? Did when when, when was that? Was that recently? That that was the season where we started the season with Frank de Boer. We lost seven games. I think no, I think we lost five. We sacked De Boer and then we got Hodgson in and then we lost another two. And our first win that season was against Chelsea. I think yeah. that was the season after they won the league very convincingly. I suppose there's hope for us, Craig. Well well, it is. I think the key there was though that they changed manager. Um, yeah, well, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Yeah, well, I'll uh, say it before you do. So, um... <laughs> Gray says there, I have been in the pain for 55 years. Matty's in. Good evening, Matty. Evening, lads. Surely you can beat Palace. Do you honestly, mate? I don't think we can beat anybody at the moment. And I've asked you before, please stop calling me Shirley. Uh, <laughs> Bum bum, thank you. I'm here all night. Uh, gives us 46 <laughs> years of fan. Uh, I've been feeling the pain for 68 years. 65 um, years. What, what was the what, what was the pain the other three years? <laughs> oh, uh, we won't go into that. That that that's for the post midnight show. Yeah. 
Uh, everybody's feeling sympathy for Giza. Uh, didn't you get 70 million or so for Fafana? Yeah, I mean, we know with any sale, don't we? I mean, a proportion of that has to go to St. Etienne. I'm sure they would have had a sell on clause if they weren't stupid, just as I'm sure we have in the Chelsea deal. So this, we wouldn't have got 70 million. Um, and you got agents' fees, and that was that was probably I think, 30 I, I, million. I, I think the whole payoff thing is a, is a total red herring. I don't think that's got anything to do with it. If they wanted to get rid of him, they would get rid of him. Um, and I think the bottom line is that they're giving him every chance to turn it round. And he's running out of chances. I think that's the bottom line. The old enough string, he'll hang himself. Yeah, essentially, you know. That that could be interesting. The problem is, though, it's it's gambling. It's gambling with the whole club's future, though, isn't it? Because there's no it guarantee no. that a man manager comes in that when that happens. Because we always said, and I said at the start of the season. There'll be a lot of managers departing during the World Cup because that's when clubs will be looking and thinking, well, right, four weeks now, yeah. let's get a new manager in. He's got four weeks, well, you know, to to get used to the players that haven't gone to the World Cup, but also um, get a feel for the club. A couple of games, and then we've got the January transfer window. But there's been a lot of, a lot of clubs haven't even waited for that. But I, I think, I, you know, I, I honestly think... Rogers won't walk away. I, I don't think that's that that's going to be. It. But I think that if we don't win these two games, and that's no, uh, you know, nothing against Palace and nothing against Leeds. It's the fact that they're they're both teams who are in the bottom half of the table. And if we're going to get out of it, we've got to be beating these teams, particularly mm -hmm. at home. If it was away, it would be it would be a different matter. If he can't win both of these games, then. I think that Brenda will start to think that he can't get anything out of these players. Um, and then I think that becomes a different conversation that he's having with Top and and that old uh, mutual uh, agreement uh, scenario may crop up uh, where everybody just says it's for the best of everyone that we just, just part ways because he can't continue and continually think that he can turn it around if in these two games he doesn't see anything that makes him believe it and makes the fans believe it, and we know it will get really toxic if yeah. um, if there's a bad result at the weekend. I was I was prepared after the Forest game to say right, yeah. okay, you know, let's let's see this the mm -hmm. first of the the winnable games, and that's no disrespect to the other clubs. Um, and we thought, yeah, hey, <laughs> maybe, but you know, look. Yeah. Rich is in. How the devil are you, Rich? Uh, Eagle-eyed football, uh, Jordan's channel there. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Uh, I've been a bit of a ghost hope all is well. Well, it's certainly not been easy for us, Rich. <laughs> Rich. See what I did there? Um, <laughs> but we can, yeah, just sail on. Just sail on. Uh, <laughs> I'm running out. Of, I'm running out of Commodore songs that I can remember. Well, you know, we well, yeah, you're running out of Commodore fans that anybody uh, of a certain age <laughs> might remember. If I you can see Jordan's know. just sitting there looking blankly, thinking, "What the hell is he?" I've got, I've got no clue. I've got no clue <laughs> exactly. whatsoever. <laughs> if anybody obviously is that, do get over to Eagle Eyed Football. Check it out because they do have Lionel Richie 
working for them on camera. <laughs> and if we beat you, if we beat you, we will be dancing on the ceiling. Uh, who is in? Uh, hello there. Saw you earlier on uh, on Eagle Eyed Football. Nice to meet you. He started in. his own YouTube channel the other day, I believe. Oh, well, good luck with that, mate. Good luck with that. Um, uh, da -da -da. Virginia's in. Hello. Uh, everybody's saying hello to everybody else. Um, Eli Football, I mean, we would have if that goal stood, which it should have. <laughs> the ball had gone in the net. It had been a goal, you know. Um, I think everybody's saying hello. Rogers won the FA Cup with technically the same squad. It's just gone stale. It isn't working anymore because you're looking forward. You're, not, you're being found out too easily. Um, so says the Forest fan. Uh, yeah, true. I, I'm, I'm still hurting from the fact that we were both on that show last night and we agreed so much about our choice of superheroes. Um, so I'm, I'm allowing you to get away with a few things tonight. Oh, and Gray comes in. He's, he's got my sense of humour. Let's hope we're dancing on the ceiling Saturday night. Um, and all night long as well. <laughs> you see, if you go on long enough, you drag people into your, into the, the jokes. Um, Jordan, what are the weak parts of Palace's game? I could, I, I wouldn't have asked Craig this, but we'd be here till about four in the morning. But what are the weak parts of the Palace's game and team that Leicester could potentially exploit? Um, I think place you can definitely exploit is the right back, Joel Ward. Brilliant servant to the club. This is his 10 year, 10th year at the club, but we've actually had a pretty severe injury crisis at that right back position specifically. Natty Klein's not looking good after the Chelsea game. You did got, say that earlier. Yeah. He got stretched yeah. off. Uh, we bought a new centre back, which can also play right back called Chris Richards. Uh, he went to go training with America and got injured as well. And we've got another full back, which we bought from West Brom a couple of years ago who we put on a three-year deal and he's played nine minutes of Crystal Palace first-team football and he, this is the last year of his contract. So he is just a walking injury. So I'd say that is, <laughs> I'd say that is the weakest point of our team. But I also say a way that you could exploit us is if you press us very, very fast, like put us under pressure straight away, we crumble a little bit. We have to. Gr we grow into games. We don't start off well. We never have started well. It's a Crystal Palace thing to not start well. And I think another thing is crosses into the box. Our goalkeeper isn't the best as well. Um, I think most of the Palace fan base right now is wondering how he's still starting and we're not starting Sam Johnstone yet mm. because Gaeta, he's been a brilliant servant to the club. It's his last year in his deal, so we're letting him see it out. Unfortunately, his, we play a very possession-based style of football, which you need someone that's good at kicking, and he is not. You'll, put, you'll play a ball back to him. If he needs to hit it on the first time, he'll shank it every single time. And also, if you put a ball into the box from a corner or from a cross, he will not come out and get it. He will stand on that goal line. So if you put balls in the box and you get your head on it, you've got every chance of scoring if you, if you don't yeah, hit it right Yeah, don't worry him. about that, Jordan. <laughs> I, say, I say those are the weak points in our team. Gray says there, um, let's hope it's easy on Sunday morning. Um, yeah, if only we were playing Sunday morning, but uh, we, we're never good on a Saturday morning, are we, Craig? 
Well, at the minute, we're just not never any good. Well, <laughs> to be fair. Right. I don't, I don't think it matters the, the time or the day. But if we win, we will be partying all night long. Yeah, we've done that one. Come on, let's. let's did I? Have we done that one? I did that one. Chris. Did you? Uh-huh. Well, I was so shocked that you were actually yeah. doing one. I will give you that one then. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You I, I mean, talking about Palace, um, mm. I really like Elise. I think he's a great signing. Uh, I thought he was great last season. He's he's just going to get better and better. Um, Wilf always seems to have a good game against us, which is annoying. I've been a little bit disappointed with Eze, I must admit. Um, I know he, he got injured, didn't he? I think, is he, has he only had a couple of games back from injury? No, so he got he got injured. He got done his Achilles and he had mm. a re, he had a very fast recovery from it. I think yeah. he only he fully recovered in six months from a snapped right. Achilles. Yeah. So he did extremely well. We Last season, he came back about Christmas time, but mm. you could tell he wasn't ready he wasn't committing and he wasn't putting all his weight on yeah on that leg but this season i think he's starting to come good again mm-hmm. you start you saw it on sunday last week the goal he took it was so composed and his dribbling has not left him mm-hmm. and he's doing very well this season so far i thought i thought his his goal was great you you're right his composure but i thought in the rest of that game i thought he was off it and i must admit yeah, he you was. Know, he he did nothing him. other than score. <laughs> exactly, and I, and I was, as I say, I, I haven't seen a lot of him this season. But he was disappointing for me in that game. He just mm. didn't. It didn't look like his attitude was right as well. He seemed to be. It's like standing too close to Wilf. It's like he's starting. He's, you know, it seems to be coming off on him that he, he he just didn't seem to be, you know, putting it in a lot. I, I would say maybe he's still protecting that injury. I don't know, but it was a great finish. I tell you who I do really like though is um, Anderson. Yeah, uh, I mean uh, that's that's an old-fashioned centre half if ever there was one. You know, he looks like someone who just loves defending. And what he did to Nuno uh, Nunes was it Liverpool was was fantastic. Old school, you know, just wind him up the whole game until he snapped. Uh, and that's a concern for me. I think if we're playing one up front. Uh, whether it's Jamie, Jamie maybe not so much, but if it's one up front and it's Dakar, I'm not sure he'll he'll be getting a kick out of uh, Anderson because Anderson mm. will just be all over him, whether the ball's there or not. And uh, and he, he's he's I, I like him a lot. Well, the thing is with Anderson that most teams don't really think about when they think about a centre back is his mm. passing. Mm-hmm. His passing is incredible. I tell you, when you're watching the match, whenever he's got the ball, just know he's hitting a diagonal ball across the pitch and it's going to land at the winger's foot mm. every time. Every time, without fail. Yeah. No, I, I really like him. Um, but that seems to be a thing of... I, I think he's quite unusual in Scandinavian defenders because I've said this before to you, Chris, You know, we've got a classic one in Vestergaard that they are decent footballers, but I think most of them lack a little bit of physicality. Uh, but I don't think you can um, accuse Anderson of lacking any physicality. He, he loves, he looks like he loves the, the physical side of the game. Mm. Yeah. I mean, dare I ask you this, Craig, what are the um, weaknesses that, <laughs> that Palace could exploit Uh at Leicester, do you still do you still feel nervous at corners? 
Um, should I just say we? I, I do hope that uh, Easy there, like we say, doesn't doesn't get a hat trick or it'll be once, twice, three times, and Easy. Yeah, back to your earlier question, Chris. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've never scored um, from a corner this season, so. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, great. Yes. Actually, no, that's a lie. Anderson did against oh, City. <laughs> it was going to happen, wasn't it, Craig? It was going to yeah. happen. I mean, I'm I'm less nervous, but I still, I, you know, I don't think. Again, we haven't got a goalkeeper who, who leaves his line. I think, um, I think from that aspect, Schmeichel has coached uh, Ward very well um, to, to just not come off his line at all. And when he does come off his line. Is usually to act as a sweeper keeper, and then he's in like three minds as to what what he should do. Um, I think you know our best chance is if you play like you say you're going to, Jordan, and you're slow starters because we came out of the blocks pretty much um, against Forest quite quickly. Albeit we could have gone a goal behind, but I think. Um, I think the crowd was ready for that game. I think the, the, the players were ready for that game. There was a lot on it. Um, so I think we need to start quickly. But if not, confidence is such a, a fragile thing that um, the longer the game goes on and we haven't scored and you build your way into it, then it's going to be, it, it could be a tough afternoon. I mean, an early goal, Craig, to Palace, is that going to see the crowd turn? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, it shouldn't. You know, your your reaction should be to get behind them because at the end of it, whatever you think about Brendan, that's for later that evening. It's not for the 90 minutes. The 90 minutes should be about doing everything you can as a fan. And it's all you can do as a fan. The only influence you have in reality as a fan during that 90 minutes is to get behind the team and really try it. But that has to come from the team. You know, it is very difficult to to for a crowd to get up when it's flat on the pitch. So the the players have to come out with an attitude that uh, that gets into the crowd, and then hopefully the 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 two of them together can carry us through to three points. Gray says here, uh, KP will be toxic. Unfortunately, mm. uh, it could it could well be. I mean, Craig, you, you're not this. Uh, uh, Brenda Nout, are you or uh, <laughs> Zach Rogers that's been posting these? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. And um, yeah, again, I, that just seems to be another silly story that's come out from somewhere, doesn't it? Um, oh, it's it's spread. I I was in yeah. absolute tears. Uh, yeah. Basically, Jordan, I say, Bren, Brenda Nout is obviously Brenda Nout. And Zach Rogers is obviously Zach Rogers. And yeah. people have been requesting, because uh, they ask us, don't they, the club, mm. very kindly ask us to, you know, and, and we pay 20 quid uh, to put birthday greetings up on, on the on the big screen in the in the, during the game. And mm. <laughs> people have been sending them in. I mean, how embarrassing would that have been had that sneak through? Yeah. Well, that, that reminds me of uh, when... When we was in lockdown, and I think it was wasn't it late in Orient that had that printed like cardboard cutouts of the people, mm. and someone put bloody Bin Laden in in the stands, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> well, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and no Rich one is, even thought. No, Rich is liking that as well. Um, can. Well, where do you see your season going, Jordan? I mean, you know, from where you are now, 
as the song says, can things get better for you? Um, I think that the Leeds game was the first game that is sort of like a catalyst to what's to come in the sense of we've now got a run of seven games which we deem as, I wouldn't say winnable, but every game for the next seven games we should be picking up points from. We're not playing anyone from the top six in all those games. So I think depending on what happens, especially as we've got a the great, the best start we can get against Leeds, kicking it off with three points. I think that if we do well in this little run, I wouldn't be surprised if you see us. I don't know if we do well, maybe already at already top ten by Christmas, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exactly what Rich says here. It depends on these next couple games. If we do badly, we are going to be panic stations. But right now, we started it off well. Let's hope to carry on that little run that we're going on. And if so, I'm going to be looking looking forward to the rest of the season. Craig, have you got your crystal ball handy? Is it all polished and uh, sparkly? I, I've, I've been polishing it just off screen. <laughs> I thought I could see movement. I mean, first question is, are we in a relegation battle? We are now. Are we going to be all season? And when do you think, if it doesn't improve, he will go? As I say, I, I think he's got these two games. I think, I, personally, I think he has to win them both. I think anything less than four points. Um, because I, I think if he wins, if he wins against Palace and gets a point against Leeds... That may be enough to to give him a stay of execution. If he only gets a point or he loses, you know, against Palace, I think he's it, it all comes down to to the Leeds game. Um, but I personally, I think he has to get six points. I think the club will probably give him the opportunity of getting four. Um, but after that, it's either okay, you've got back to back returns from two home games, then you've got to kick on. But that, I mean, it's not far until we've got Man City, so it could all the wheels could all come off again. Um, but I don't know. I, again, I think it's about the manner of the performance. You know, if these players are playing for him, then that that helps him. If he can't get a tune out of them, then it doesn't matter what manager you are. If you if you lose the ability to inspire your team, you have to just hold your hands up and walk away. I, I've. I've had a dig at top these last few shows and not in a nasty way. Like I said, if he was to walk in here now, I'd have his children, obviously. I mean, it's brilliant what him and his dad have come, have done for the club. My worry is that everybody looked at Leicester as this fantastically run club. And, you know, Jordan, I'll come to you with this one. Do you now look at Leicester? I mean, are, is he going to lose his legacy at Leicester? Uh, are people now looking at Leicester and thinking, well, maybe they're not all that? I think you can't, I don't think you can lose the legacy. I think you can lose the charm, which I think is slightly different. I feel like the charm is more of the here and now. But I think you'll look back on it in a couple of years and think, wow, he's done this. We've won the league. We've won the FA Cup. Uh, even after um, your owner, uh, his dad, tragically died in the helicopter, uh, was, wasn't he? He was, he was even leaving the King Power, wasn't he? Was he? Was after the West Ham game. Yeah. 
So it's all very deep rooted into this club now. And I think it will go down in history for Leicester that mm. what these guys have done. But I think maybe the charm or how it's going right now is making everyone not think as positively of what he's done beforehand when I think that that shouldn't be the case. I think what happened before should be celebrated and this is just a tough time you guys need to get through. The same question to you, Craig. Do you think he'll, he'll, he'll lose his legacy? No, I, don't, I think any any talk, any thought of that is preposterous, to be honest, because, you know, he could... He could take us down two or three divisions, but we still won the Premier League. Uh, you know that that you can't suddenly forget what we did, uh, and there can be no greater legacy. Uh, you know what else could he have done other than that? So for me, that is is just no, not at all. What you're seeing you is what you're, on, though, you're seeing, you? Yeah, what what you're seeing is is a younger man who hasn't had that experience of running a football club, of running a business. You know, he was second in command at his other businesses. He wasn't running King Power. You know, his dad was. He wasn't running Leicester City. His dad was. And that comes with experience. And making ruthless decisions isn't easy, you know, particularly when you're inexperienced at doing it. Because... He knows what's riding on it as well. And and sometimes, you know, in life, most of us, if we've got a tough decision to make, we will stretch it out for as long as we can and hope that everything else turns around rather than forcing us to make that decision. We all do it every day in our lives or any tough thing. Should we move to a new job? Oh, I'm not sure. Better off I'm staying here. You know, whatever it is. So it's got to be difficult for him. And, and I think it's harsh that we're not, understanding the psychology a little bit more of how difficult it is, they would have thought they've got a guy who's the best person for the job in bringing younger players through with the training ground, all of this. And they they are desperately clinging to the hope that he can turn it round. But it will come to a point. And I think it's after these two games, if he doesn't do the job, I don't think he'll have any choice, to be honest. Yeah. Before we come to the score predictions and then we'll let um, Jordan go and we'll pick the full Leicester team. Um, talking of legacies, a guy that is very much linked with you, he owned you, he he lost his fortune with you and he's very vocal. And I absolutely, you love him or hate him, he's definitely more my, whether I agree with him or not, he talks a lot of sense. What have what have Palace's thoughts on Simon Jordan on Talksport? I think, and I think all Palace fans will agree, he talks a good game, but everything he says he never implemented. So he is probably one of the biggest hypocrites out there, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with some of the things that he was talking about, such as the pay-as-you-play contracts, which is what he enforced so much, it turned away so many players and his anti-agent thing because he bec- he was so hard to work with that we couldn't sign anyone because the agents didn't want to speak to him and the players didn't want to join the club because they thought, oh, if I'm, if I'm injured, I'm not getting paid my full money. Why would I want to sign for these guys? So... <sighs> 
and, and also he, he ran us into bloody bankruptcy. Like, like we, we were outside the Lloyds Bank chanting Palace to try and get anyone to come and buy this club. And thank God for Steve Parrish that he came in and just bought us out outright. Because put it this way, if if he didn't come along, Simon Jordan would have made his um his boyhood club no more. And what can you say about that? An owner, which is a fan, what runs a club into the ground. That's no fan. But do you think he, he deliberately would have set out to do that? I don't think I think it, it happened. And let's be honest with you, he lost his business and lost a lot of money as well. Yeah, but he should have I I feel like that it all went downhill all because of his ideas and his way of implementing it. I don't think that the ideas were that bad. I think that if you look at it in a in a very broad sense, you don't look into it further, pay-as-you-play contracts, it makes sense because why would you pay someone if they're not playing? Like, for example, I think he's been quoted saying, why would I pay a striker 100 grand a week if he's not scoring goals? Which is a fair enough point. But if you're not going to pay him and... The player's going to be think, well, if I'm not playing well, I'm not going to get paid my money. So why would I want to come to this club? I suppose, I mean, having said that, I've been worked in sales for, for most of my life. There are a lot of commission-only positions out there. But that's the risk you either take. I would never, I totally agree with you, I would never work on a commission-only basis because... Yeah. We all have bad weeks, and I had plenty of them. And I still want to know that I've got a wage at the end of the day. But it was just interesting because, like I say, um, he, he, you know, he's obviously he was a boyhood fan of your club. He owned your club. I did. I was interested in your thoughts. But mm. you can see those two words down at the bottom there. And if you're in the chat, and um, twenty of you are, please remember to press the likes. Thank you to all the Palace fans that have popped in. We don't just do Leicester content here. The guy below me there, the wise old owl, is the quizmeister. He uh, he can test your knowledge. So if you ever up for a quiz, Jordan, we've got we've got a great one this season. Pick and mix. I think so Rich did it last year, didn't he? I think he, I think he did, yeah. which is why I'm asking Jordan this yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember he after after he'd done it, he came on our eGuard football group chat and said he messed it up royally, <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> possibly, <laughs> possibly. So yeah, please subscribe to the channel if you are new. We welcome um, supporters from uh, any club and any colour. But it is called prediction time. And this, we have a prediction league on the website, leicestertillidie.com. And these are the score predictions that we have gone for. Uh, Brad has gone for 3-1. I earlier actually went on Jordan's channel and went for a Leicester loss, um, as I did in the prediction league. But in this prediction league, um, I thought sod it. Nobody's having a good season. I'm going to go for a 3 2 to Leicester. Craig 2 1. Steve Linex, uh, the ex players, 1 0. Ian Marshall thinks you're going to beat us 2 1. Uh, Jerry Taggart's gone for a draw. Steve Walsh has gone 2 1. And shut up, Alexa. And Ian Wilson has gone mm -hmm. for a win to Palace as well, 2 1. <laughs> Typical bloody woman, never shuts up. Um, Brad, uh, Brad, Craig, you've gone 3-2-1. Still confident one, yeah. with that? 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a tense game, to be honest. Uh, and, you know, it may be, it wouldn't surprise me if we have a fast start, we get a couple of goals up and then we're just hanging on. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but again, I think the players know, you know, what's at stake here. If they want the manager to be around, then they have to put a, a performance on. If they don't put a performance on, it's like their way of saying, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know we're not we're not too bothered if he goes to be honest. So it's all in it's all in the attitude. You need to see attitude on the pitch that says we believe in this manager, we want this manager, um, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that he stays. Come on with a half-hearted attitude to me that just gives you uh, that tells you what's going on in the in the dressing room. So I believe in the players. Uh, and I, I think they're just going to snatch a snatch. And what's that Forest win for the fans, if you like, because they owed it us for the FA Cup, and now maybe they realised what that game in particular meant to us. As I say, I think I I I, I think that whole thing was was made for that result. You know, it was a local derby. Everything was riding on that. The atmosphere was great. They had to come out and put on a performance. And I'd said, if these games were the other way around, if if we'd have had Palace that day, I'm not sure it would have been as um, supportive if everybody would have been pulling in the same direction. I think the fact that it was Forest meant we had a different villain. You know, going into this game, Brendan's the villain. The previous game, Forest were the villains. Yeah. So... Um, so I think that's why it's really important that we get off to a strong start and we, we uh, hopefully will get our noses in front and then hang on. You've no doubt, and I think if my memory serves me right, are going to predict a, a Palace win, Jordan. I mean, it'll be rude not to back my team, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 3-1 Palace. <laughs> I think that... Is that the King Power? I think... Fans, we're going to be sold out, so that's a statement to the players as well. And you know, at the, as as you showed in the stats, it's very, very, very close between us for wins mm. at at the King Power. I think it's four four wins for both of us there. It could go anyway, but I'm mm. I'm going to say it's going to swing our way just because I've seen I've seen us play very well there. And I think we've seen some very good goals. We've seen Zaha love scoring at the King Power it, it, as well. It's set up for Edward, isn't it, Craig? It's set up for Edward <laughs> to come on and get the winner. If Leicester do go ahead, Jordan, how... Because we spoke earlier and we spoke on your channel about that the opposition almost put the ball in their own net to give, to give us the lead because they know we crumble when we've got the lead. But if we go ahead... How will you react? How do you think the Palace fan, not the Palace, it, how the Palace, how will the Palace players react? It, I think that is an incredible question because I think we don't start playing football until we go a goal down. We we turn it on completely if we go down. If we go ahead, it's sort of we start coasting. We don't crumble. We just start coasting, and then the second an equaliser hits, we're on again. So it mm. seems to be that we have to wait for someone to score against us for us to actually play football. I'm just going to hope that that's not the case on the weekend. 
but well, that's that's sort of how Crystal Palace has been and how it always will be, unfortunately. We, we, we will Palace see. Way. We will see. But uh, Terry, yes. Well, you heard um, uh, Craig's audition for the fridge advert there. But uh, I'll I'll play this for you, Terry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it wasn't particularly loud, but it was. We want Rogers out. Um, Nottingham Forest fan, who I'd said I did quite like earlier. Uh, I'm going off him very quickly again. Uh, he's gone three nil. Palace. Look, I don't like this. When people put us as the favourites, we lose. So put it, <laughs> put it this way: everyone's saying that we're going to win. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if we lose. I, I, I'm actually doing a radio show tomorrow at six o'clock and I was getting some songs ready to sort of play in Leicester's predicament at the moment. And I started off with um, Rock Bottom by Lindsay DePaul and uh, Paul Moran, your vision song. And the Hollies, I can't tell the bottom from the top. And I, I, I don't think uh, you could argue with either of those. Oh, this, yeah, it was just, I could have a four-hour show, couldn't I? I could do a, do a radiothon. Down, down, deeper and down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, look, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. No worries. I, I can't wish you luck at all because I would be totally lying. Even I can't even say may the best team win. Uh, I can't even say let's hope football's the winner. Fuck to all of those. I just hope Leicester are. Uh, I haven't been asked yet, but I... I never want my team to lose to get rid of a manager, so I still want Leicester to win. Have a safe journey. Are you going to watch it, did you say? Yes, I think yeah. everyone from Eagle Eyed Football will be there. So, Oh, that's doubling the me, crowd then. Me, Rich, <laughs> me, Rich <laughs> Nate, uh, I think Nicky's going and I know Statman Dan's going. And hopefully Ooh. after the game, we'll have a review and we'll have a tactical out where we go through the tactics and how the game was played, where we either lost it or where we won it or how it was a draw. <laughs> well, um, have a safe journey, whatever. Just tell everybody again, you didn't, links in below. Uh, I've probably got Nate's name down. I'm not sure. I'll double check it afterwards. But please tell everybody where they can find you. So they can find us on Eagle Eyed Football on YouTube, uh, at Eagle Eyed Ball on Twitter, and I think it's just Eagle Eyed Football on Instagram as well. I think we're on Twitch as well, I think. Just search sure. Eagle Eyed, you are going to find it. Eagle Eyed Football, um, you'll see us. Yeah, and they're all coming in. Upside down by Dan Ross, says Terry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm making myself depressed. Anyway, all the best uh, as a safe travels. Uh, oh, hang on, we've got the Tinder man coming. Let me just uh, block him. I thought it was going too well. Um, I'll no doubt speak to you after, and uh, and, I'm, and I might come on for the return leg, but not after what you told me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you do in, the, in your predictions. If, if it's bad, yeah. then we'll see. I'm calling myself, really, haven't I? All the best, mate. Take care. Up, up the palace. Eagles! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 he did that to me earlier. You know, he did that and then he fucked off. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Craig, we're going to do very, very quickly pick his team um, and then we will uh, let you go and have your cocoa and get your slippers on 
Uh, <laughs> broadcasting live from Trump Towers. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, hear this. I am Donald Trump, and this is not fake news. It is Lester Till I Die Radio, the ultimate blend of sport and music. No, 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 no. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. Mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. Uh, or you can just go onto the website, lestertillidie.com forward slash radio, and the link's in there as well. So let, uh, let's get this up and let us go for this team. So um, very quickly, <laughs> we never know, do we? Um, yeah. do, are you Now, last week, I think you changed to Everson, didn't you? And it didn't happen. What yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't like this formation either, Chris. Just to uh, just ah, to... four three three. Not yeah, I want I want to go back to my diamond. I'll, I'm going to keep doing it now until he plays it. Right, and your that was a four. It was like a four one two one two something like that. I don't think we had. Did we have that? Yeah. We, yeah, we 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 had it the week before. This is the first one last week when we had this formation. Because we'd actually uh, won the game. Um, it might be a four-four-two diamond kind of thing. Go on, Chris. You can do it. it? No. Uh, mm, nope. No, it's interesting. I wonder if Brendan knows there are other formations. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that that'll do that one. I th I think when we've done it before, it's yeah. always been a case of um, possible. You know that yeah. that said though, I can go onto the internet and look and discover that we have uh, conceded goals more after the 60th minute. But yeah. apparently, Brendan yeah. doesn't realise that. No. So we've gone back to this formation. Yep. So <laughs> just shows how unprepared I was. I thought, okay, you uh, went for this last week. Now then, what are you going to go? I mean, we've got the debate show tomorrow night mm. and uh, question time, and it is very much led by viewers' questions. They come in the chat and they ask the questions, and we mm. will answer um, as best we can. But we always do start it off with the first question, and it's mm. very apt. So it gives me a chance to promote the show. Nine o'clock tomorrow on this channel, question time. And... The first question that I am going to pose, like I say, just to kick everything off, no pun intended, is Casper taking back yes or no. So that's <laughs> going to be interesting. But obviously, whatever happens, that's going to be January. Do we start with Ward? Are we still sticking with him? Or are we going for Mr. Everson? Um, I'm going to put Everson in. And you know what? I'm quite surprised that Brendan hasn't because... You know, Brendan likes excuses. Uh, and he could turn around and say, well, you know, you all wanted Everson in goal. And if we lost and he messed up, then he's got the perfect excuse to say, well, you know, I'm giving the fans what they want. But yeah, I think it's time. You know, whatever you think of, of Ward, it's all about confidence for me. And that back four and a goalkeeper has to have confidence in each other. And I don't think they do. So it has to be a unit. And it doesn't look like a unit. And I think that's one of the big reasons why we're conceding so many goals. You know, a strong defensive unit of your defenders and goalkeeper don't concede as many goals as we are. 
Well, let's say it, <laughs> the, 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 the answer, of course, always, always is, would it be worse? And the answer is no. <laughs> well, the worst that can happen is that we can lose the game. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, so, okay. Um, one of the easier defensive positions I get is going to be uh, the left back. And I'm guessing, oh, well, I don't know, because with Castagna possibly out of it. I mean, I was on um, the channel earlier for with, with, with like I say, Eagle Eyed Football with Jordan, and they do a combined 11, which I'm never particularly happy to do because I don't know enough about the opposition yeah. players. But I could only put up an argument for four Leicester players. Uh, one of them was James Justin. I guess you're going to pick him, but are you going to put him on the left or with a question mark uh, over Castagna on the right? I'm going to put him on the left because I think Castagna will play. Um, if Castagna was out, then he'd switch to the right and Thomas would be left back, I would imagine. But uh, I, I think Castagna will play, so I think it's, it's James Justin and Castagna as fullbacks. I didn't see. I refused to watch the... Um, because I know I normally do a show with Brad where we go back and look at the press conference, but to be quite honest with you, it's the same BS week in, week out. So I'm thinking, what is you know, why waste an hour of my life doing that? So I haven't even watched it this week. So I'm only going off sort of the 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 brief bits I've seen. Yeah. Is Castagna likely to play? I thought there was some question over. It sounded here. it sounded like he's gonna be okay, to be honest. Um, yeah, well, we'll put him in. I mean, fingers crossed. I hope the guy is. Yeah, there was a couple of there was a couple of question marks over players who didn't seem to have trained a lot this week. So I'm I'm having to use that information. Yes, of course. Um, to of to course. put this team together, yes. there would be some changes if, if 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 everyone was fit, it would be a different team. I'm going to assume that Johnny will play because I, I think he'll play Johnny unless he's on one leg. I think he'll play Johnny, so I think it'll be Johnny on the left and Fast on the right. But do you think? Oops, hang on. That doesn't matter. E either way around, you know, they're they're, they're, okay. they're they're capable of conceding whichever side they play. <laughs> this is true. I can't be asked to swap it round. That's the, um, worry is again this dangerous red area that that they talk about that if he's not fully fit. Are we going to make it worse and lose him for longer? Probably. He, you know, I, I mean, for me, I, I, as I said, I would like to see um, Soyuncu and Foss. You, you know, I, I'd be more than happy to to do that. You, hmm. It's like up front, you've got to have um, partnerships. You need partnerships yeah. all the way through, particularly uh, the spot. You know, through the spine, two up front has to be a partnership. The centre halves have to be a partnership. The, the the full backs and whoever's playing in front of them have to be partnerships. It's only with that level of playing together and consistency that these partnerships come. We saw it when we won the league. That team hardly changed. Once it got that settled side, it picked itself. Yes. We need to be getting to a point where a team picks itself. Um, yes. But he chops and changes so much. If it picked itself, we'd probably have more regular well, <laughs> decisions. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's just message there was uh, it was brilliant to have you on, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, or oh, love the channel, uh, eagle-eyed football guy, one of the great opposition channels. Whether you love Palace or not, just join them. It, they are such a laugh. Um, well, the only ginger in the village has come in. Um, Dan's in. 
well, hey, <laughs> it's the two old blokes in from the opera house in the Muppets, but in real life. Coming coming from Miss Piggy, I'm going to say that is very, uh, very looked in, look in the mirror, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. How are you doing, Dan? Hope you're well, mate. Uh, True Red, uh, with Casper gone, you're clearly missing. Um, we're missing his leadership. We are missing his leadership. Um, everybody's <laughs> saying hello to everybody else, having a bit of a loving, uh, taking Leicester City's place. Well, I wouldn't speak too soon. I wouldn't mm. speak too soon, Dan. It's a marathon, not a sprint, you know. <sighs> now, if Blackburn was to take our place, I'd be happy with that. Because they're a proper northern team that have won the Premier League. In fact, they're the only team. I was checking this earlier. How sad is this? They're the only team, Craig, that have won the Premier League and then got relegated. Yeah, long may that continue, eh? Well, exactly. But unfortunately, I yeah. think not. Yeah, all these other teams that got relegated never actually won the Premier no. League, uh, like Burnley. Um Okay, so anyway, let's leave Burnley alone. They're just a small bus stop outside Blackburn. Right, um, central midfielder now. Indeedy, possibly still injured, is he Mendy? I mean, to my mind, I'm loving Sumari. Are you? Okay. Um, I, I, You're not, I, by the sound of it. No, I, I read that, um, I read that uh, Mendy hadn't trained a lot this week. Uh, so I can't see him him coming in. It didn't sound like indeed he was was going to be back anytime soon. So um, so yeah, Samari. Yeah, he, 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 I didn't see the game. I only saw the highlights of, of Bournemouth, so I can't really comment. But when Samari came on against Forest, he did really well. Um, and he, it, you know, he's clearly got something. So he just needs more minutes on the pitch. And I think we'll we'll see what sort of player he is. But yeah. Samari in as uh, as that defensive mid. As always, I never know how to get his details. You up. Don't, do you? No, it, it's because I think I've got to put Boubacare in first, and I can never spell that. B o u b a k a r y. Have you seen that? I can't remember how. I don't think he, I don't think he's actually on here, is he? Do we have this trouble every week? Don't we? We do, we do. I tell you what, I'm gonna, as I always do, I think on this. Um, You're going to put anyone in there, aren't you? Yeah, who, who looks like him? <laughs> steady, <laughs> steady. There we go, there we go. Uh, it's Samari, you know. Your Samari, my Samari, it's a Samari. That's all that matters. Mm. <laughs> I think I know who's going uh, to the left of him. Would it be Mr. Dewsbury Hall? It is Dewsbury Hall, yeah. It is. He's a little bit up and down this season. But, um, again, I don't think we're blessed at the moment with uh, with alternatives. Mm. People I who th- could come in are, you know, seem to be carrying knocks. Um, so we do seem to be a little bit limited. Yes. On the right, yeah. it's going to be Tielemans, but if Pratt had trained all week, then I'd have put Pratt in. But uh, yeah. apparently, again, like Mendy, neither of them have trained a lot, or so we're being told. It's seeing we are being told. 
you are my Jewsbury Hall. Very kind of you to say, Gray. Yeah, I quite great. like you yeah. as well. Um, um, where are we? Um, anybody else putting any proper comments in, Dan? Um, yeah, you sprinted to the shop for a marathon, yeah, and you came out with about five. Hey, give me a Twix. Um, okay, let's have a look. Adaput Prattin, Chris makes his debut for LCFC. Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan. Uh, how's life going on in the second tier for you this season? Of course, you've got a game. You've got a game midweek next week, haven't you? These midweek games that you've got to have when you're in the in the championship. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, centre midfield. It's got to be one man. Of course it has. Central attacking Madison. Yeah. Do you think he's developing a more free role? Well, he's not because he's being forced to play out right. But although he does, he does drift inside, which mm. means you're a little bit um, lopsided, and particularly. But when he's played that central role, mm. I like it, and I mm. think it does give him the chance to. To, to have a free role, which yeah. I think suits his game, and particularly with you know with doing two up front with with who I'm going to put in there, the guy who's who I will, will put on the right hand side of that likes drifting out to the right and cutting in off his left anyway. So it makes that front line more mobile mm. and less easy for defenders to pick players up. You know, defenders love statues. You know, that's why. Yeah. That's why Vardy's not getting a, a sniff out of anybody at the moment because he he doesn't seem to move. Um, mm. So the, the, we've got to we've got to get two up front and and be more mobile going forward. I think. So on the right up front. So. Um, yeah, so it, it Dakarina, Daka and Ianacho are the two up front for me. Right, okay. Because yeah. um, we obviously we've got Leeds midweek. Yeah. Um we know that Vardy will be brought on depending on how the game is going. Um Yeah, if we I think um obviously if we need to concede, then we can bring Vardy and Amati on. You know. Mm. There we go. Um do you know, I I like two up front. Mm. We've I think played most people two, do. Yeah, I, we've played two up front before. And okay, you might argue, well, it's going back to the four four bloody two and all that. It isn't, but why is he just so stubborn? Because his team revolves around Barnes. That, that's the bottom line for me. Mm. He, Bar, it seems to be that Barnes is the first person on the team sheet and then he tries to fit everyone else in around it. And we know Barnes can be brilliant when he has his moments. He can be brilliant, but too often he's not. And uh, and you, and you the rest of the team is suffering. And we saw it when Barnes was injured. We had two up front and we looked a lot more threatening uh, that second half of the season. So, yeah. Uh, Brighton, we played two up front, says Gray. We did. And, quite... they both, and they both scored. Know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Again, the, the, I always remember the Aussie top, Ardealers Tottenham team. I think he had about five strikers. Yeah. Uh, again, defensively crap, mm. but 
you score three, we're going to score four. Now, yeah. at the moment, we're doing all right scoring. You know, we'll say, well, we'll score three, but you'll get five. You know, if you're going to take that route, then we might as well just play five at the back and one at front. If, you know, mm. we, we, we can't keep clean sheets, We you know, apart from Forrest. Um, we do concede all the time. So we have to take uh, a, a view that we need to outscore the opposition. Sensible question from Dan here before I come on to my last one Whoa. for you. Has Vardy with age become more of a ball to feet player rather than off the shoulder of the last defender? Um, potentially, Dan. Potentially. I don't think he... For me, he's been told the past two seasons by Brendan to conserve his energy and play in bursts. Um but he doesn't seem to do it. He's not offering enough. I, I, Vardy is an absolute legend at the club and always will be, but he frustrates me so much. Um, mm. at, at the moment I, I watch him as I say, and you know, I speak to people, I, I, you know, I had a period of playing up front and you know that when you're right back and your left back are in, uh, are looking for an out ball, if you're playing with one at front, you have to be the out ball, and he's not interested. He's not interested in, in making channel runs anymore. He'll make the odd one or two, and people will say yes, but you know he he, he got an assist uh, against Forest because he, he ran into a channel. Uh, and I I had it with my, my brother goes down and watches it, and and he may be watching today, and and we we disagreed uh, completely this week when he, he, he said, no, why, why was he taking Vardy off? And, uh, and, and I was like, I thought he was awful, <laughs> but well, um, this is it. People are out there absolutely mm. having a go at um, Ward because of his goalkeeping. Mm. Vardy's not scored. Yeah. He's not scored and he's not offered much at all. No, you know? no. I mean, you know, he's had he's played nine games, mm. and this is on the on the Leicester City website, so I'm not you know going anywhere and spoilers at all. Mm. But he's played nine games, he's scored nothing, he's got three assists. To my mind, mm. that's a player that should be benched, but we won't he, hear a well, word against him. Either benched or played up front alongside someone else, yes. you know, to, yeah. to, to take that burden off him. I mean, let's yeah. face it, we, you know, it, Jamie's life hasn't been a bowl of roses recently, has it? You know, no, no. everything that's happening at the club this season, it's tough. It's under pressure. He feels under pressure. He had a couple of efforts against Forrest. You could see that he's not playing with a lot of confidence. You know, mm. God knows what his, uh, his home life must be like at the minute uh, with his wife throwing his millions um, down the drain at lawyers and God yeah. knows what. Um, it would be interesting to see if he's going to, uh, if somebody's going to play Jamie in this uh, new TV drama that they're putting together of the court case. Um, that'd be interesting. Um, Probably Michael okay. Sheen. He plays all the uh, those yeah. parts, doesn't he? Um, but I think I think if you're playing Jamie, it's got to be in a two. I don't think yeah. uh, going back down to to your question, I don't think he's got it in the legs anymore to be the Vardy that we all uh, know and, and loved for so many years. Gray says there, the difference is Vardy is proven and Ward isn't. Well, okay, taking that on board, Gray, let's put Gary Lineker up front on Friday because he's proven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, we, 
yeah, we take it. You can clearly, yeah, we take it. Take your point. I think board isn't proven, but then you can't prove yourself. The flip side is you can't prove yourself unless you play. No. Um, no. And and Ward hasn't had a long run of games. For me, it's just an issue of they they don't look confident in between each other, and no. uh, and so you have to make changes. You know, we're talking about top having the bottle to make uh, tough decisions. I'm not sure Brendan's showing that he's got the bottle to make tough decisions. Yes, yeah. Turf kind of makes the point I was just going to make there, is that, you know, everybody's blaming Ward, and everybody's saying, oh, Casper this, Casper that, and yet things are that bad at Nice that there's rumours of him being let go there in January. Mm. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. Um, but a goalkeeper is only as good as the defence in front of him. You know, yes, if he, if he's a fairly decent goalkeeper, he mm. will save the pe odd penalty here and there or, or in penalty shootouts. But if the defence in front of you is absolutely shit, you can't save everything coming at you. No, you can't. You know, and, and it's as I say, it's not that Ward is a bad goalkeeper at the minute. For me, it's just there is a lack of confidence between them as a unit. Mm. And you need to have that confidence. You know, it has to work as a unit. And we've talked about this in the past, and you know it's not just here. We've seen it in in lots of clubs when keepers are going through bad patches. Then sometimes you just have to take them out for their own good. You know, yeah. uh, Kepper at, at Chelsea has got back in at Chelsea now with with Mendy not playing particularly yeah. well. So Mendy's been taken out. Kepper was the same. He went through a bad patch, and he was taken out. Sometimes you have to take them out for their own good, because another dodgy performance what's that going to do for his confidence so um mm. i think he's got to find a way of getting these units to work as a unit to be solid and then give you a platform to go on and win games yeah if you missed it at the beginning there uh my new friend uh mini me just there uh thanks to dan for doing that for me he's even he's even got the top right as well well done dan thanks for the, thanks a lot for that mate i absolutely love it um last question for you then um man city are coming up mm. if ward is this bad as i say bad that's being unfair to him if Ward is so low on confidence at the moment, do you take him out the firing line? But then if you put Everson in, especially if it's probably his first game, if we haven't, you know, won any of the others and we've lost badly, he could get absolutely mullered by a hard yeah, I don't think it'll you know, do nothing for, me, for him. Yeah, if, if Ward if Ward plays the next two games, then he'll play against Man City. I think now is that if you're going to make a change, now is the time to make the change. You know, you've got two home games to, to bed him in. I don't think you make the change when it's Man City. No, no, that's fine. I did say it was the last one. But I'm going to sneak another one in quickly. Casper back, yes or no? Um, how about this as a scenario? Casper um, plays in the World Cup. Casper announces his retirement from football after the World Cup, is appointed the week after as manager. No, <laughs> I was. I thought. I honestly thought you were going to go down the line of Casper will be appointed as part of the goalkeeper 
coaching team to get him back into the fold. And I would have bitten your hand off for that because we miss his... I'm not saying we miss his because he didn't have a good season last year. No, I don't care didn't. what anybody so, says. No. What we, but what we... So I don't think we miss him as a goalkeeper. Obviously, it's not good for Ward, but we miss his voice. We miss his leadership. And to have him... Can you imagine him and Hooth, you know... Getting you to have a word over here, Ward. I mean, having you, that's then, what we're missing. Yeah, if, yeah, but how much of a voice has a goalkeeper coach got? I, a, an influence on the team, not a lot to yeah, me. But, how, how, but how, and then he's on who? the bench. What's he going to do? Be undermining Rogers? No, I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't have him uh, as a player because, like you say, that, yeah, that's what I mean. You, you say we, he comes back as an influence. Mm. How much influence can you get from that point of view? I I, I take it, and I, I and I agree with you. I think we miss his influence. I think we're missing characters at the club. You know, mm. we it, it, we we get to a point where we were missing characters on the pitch. I think we're now at a point where we're missing characters around the club, and that's even worse. And that may be what's adding to this because um, those new leaders, there are no leaders, are there? No, you look around. No. There are no leaders. Yeah. But can, can you? Can you? I don't know if you ever remember. Um, it was James Corden of Smithy mm -hmm. doing the um, yeah. the, the coaches yeah. award thing yeah. <laughs> at the award ceremony. But you can imagine them all sat there, and Robert Hooth walks in, yeah, just to give them a pep talk. That's the sort of thing. I mean, surely that that you know, when you've got a player like Huth, Huth, you're gonna you, you're gonna have to use him. So if you're not using him for that every now and again, you're missing a you're missing a door for me. But you, you've got to remember that the man in charge is Brendan, and Brendan won't let anyone have a louder voice yeah. than Brendan. That is that is the point. You see, everything we come up with, the problem is all. What are we going to do with a problem like Brenda? That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, you're going to be going to the match at the weekend. Well, we must try and get a live link and see if we can get you on maybe afterwards more than during because I know the signal's awful. But, yeah, the signal's uh, terrible at the game you know, now. Yeah. We haven't got, because of my some hospital appointments I've got coming up and um, Brad's in the in, in travelling and what have you. So we're not going to be doing a post-match show on Saturday night. We're going to be doing an extended watch-along. Uh, okay. Doug's going to be joining me on that. Um, so we'll be going on a bit longer. So it would be great to have you on, okay. win, lose, draw from your yeah. car. Still do your little still do your little thing, if you, you know, by yeah. all means. But all right. it'd be great to have you on live. All the best right, to all the family. Stay Cheers. safe, mate. Thank you, as always, um, for coming on. And, of course, telling it as it is. Take care. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, everyone. Good night. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, cheers to Craig. As I always say, my wise old owl. What a man. He knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. And he has to go along every other week and watch Leicester as well. At least I don't have to do that. Um I wouldn't say I wouldn't have him necessarily on the pitch side. I I, I really because um, I think that is undermining undermining um, Brendan. Um, but I would certainly um, 
I would certainly want him to, to come in every now and again on the uh you know on, on the team talks or, or not necessarily a team talk and certainly not on tactics because like him or not Brendan is the manager and what he says goes on whether we agree with it or not he's the manager and whilst he's being the manager no you shouldn't have anybody else coming in you know it's like you know and I mean <laughs> I, I've done this because I've actually been uh, a coach for my son's football team. Uh, I always say uh, a McDonald's um, stage one um, uh, football coach, which is basically an enthusiastic dad. And you tell a player, a, a 10, 11, 12-year-old, right, this is what we want you to do. And then you've got the dad on the side of the pitch <laughs> shouting him and telling him, to, you should be out there. And we're saying, like, fuck off, we've not we've told him to stay central. And that is what you don't need. So whoever is manager, Brendan or not, his voice is the one that should be heard. His voice is the one that should be uh, in control. He is, is the manager. However, to get him in, and Casper, uh, Wes Morgan, um, to get these guys in, Jerry Taggart, you know, to give pep talks, <laughs> you know, surely that's what we need. Surely that can't do any harm. Um, uh, but certainly, I'm uh, not not mock bitch type. Certainly, look, guys, it's been a long one tonight. Many, many thanks to Jordan Eagle Eyed Football. Check them out. Um, thank you to my 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 little mini me. Hello, mini me. That's, that's the microphone. That's mini-me. I need to put him on the other side, don't I? That's what I need to do. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave him up. We'll leave him up. Why not? He keeps me company. Um, thank you so much for watching. If you have been new and you've enjoyed it, thank you very much. Please subscribe. If you are subscribed, please click that like button. Look, what have we got? We've got so much coming up over the weekend. I can hardly keep up. Um, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock mixcloud.com forward slash ltid radio or go to the website less than all the w's less than till i die.com forward slash radio we're doing a show this is gonna be the weekend review so we're gonna be looking ahead to the weekend's games playing some music just looking for a co-host for that at the moment 9 p.m we've got question time your show your agenda whatever questions you are asking in the uh, in the chat, myself, David, and um, Brad would attempt to answer. But as always, like I say, I try and just kick it off, get it going, get a conversation going. And of course, the question we're starting off this week is: Should we have Casper back? Saturday, twelve o'clock. It's the Watch Along Show with a twelve thirty kickoff. It's the Saturday morning. Well, if it was Sunday morning, we could, of course, be singing Easy Like Sunday Morning for Rich Eagle-Eyed, but it's Saturday morning. Uh, but I've got Doug joining me there for that watch-along, so great to have him in. Um, like I say, at the moment, there's no post-match because Brad has been uh, spending some family time and he's travelling home. But Brad will be available and joining us 11 o'clock Sunday morning for the analysis show. And then at 1.30, we've got the watch-along for the women um, when they travel to Manchester City to play. Hmm, yeah. 
That's another one behind the sofa. And then nine o'clock, you can't see her, but you'll be able to hear her. The Battle of the Sexes. It's the intro quiz at mixcloud.com forward slash Lester Till I Die Radio. It's Dan versus Kate, Mr. versus Mrs., with the winner going through to the final to play non-binary. Who knows the more about their intros? Dan's shouting out loud from the rooftops. Kate is nervous, but Kate, you never know. You never know. Um, listen, oh, you, you will you will have a whole show, well, on and off, with it's a quiz of Kate's voice to keep you going there. Uh, that's 9 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Niall's there going like, what am I doing Sunday night? What am I doing Sunday Let me get in. Um, <laughs> Rene as well, probably. Um, <laughs> Kate's going down about time. You had your birthday recently, didn't you? Um, <laughs> you you take the show down. I don't know about anything else. Um, but uh, so a really, really, really busy weekend. Takes my mind off things, which is really good. Next week, uh, I've got a few um, personal appointments. So next week's shows are all going to be up in the air, depending when, where, what, how, and all that shit. I've got to go because in 15 minutes, I'm being a, doing a pre-record for Paul Ross on Talk Sport. And I'm going to try and sound excited about Leicester hosting. hosting <laughs> I can't even get my words out. Leicester hosting Crystal Palace. It ain't going to happen. Thanks very much for watching. If you have been, really do appreciate it. Thank you, Gray. Uh, take care to everybody as well. Everybody that's been in the chat, brilliant. Ziv has just arrived just as we've going. So sorry, Ziv. Play it back from the start. Give us a subscribe. Uh, click on that notification bell and you will never miss another one. Um, well, the second Ginger Mourinho versus the boss of the house. <laughs> that's, that's got it right. Um, could be interesting. Get that settee ready. Set at that settee. Although, if Kate's going down anyway, it's a win-win for Dan. Uh, Scott's coming in just as we are going as well. <laughs> Have you got a letter, Scott, from you? <laughs> Have fun on tonight, Chris. Thank you. Uh, like I say, it, it's a pre-record, so it's it's less pressure off and what have you. And Paul Ross, brother, brother of Jonathan Ross, does the overnight show. So I'm not sure what time it's going to be on live, possibly two in the morning, something like that. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. I've done them before. He's a great, he's a great laugh, is Paul Ross. Uh, really, really, really nice guy. If you've been listening on the podcast, thank you very much for lending me your ears. You can have them back now and go and clean them out. Uh, don't forget, subscribe, like, click the notifications, do the whole caboodle because that is what makes me happy. And let's face it, I haven't got a lot to be happy about at the moment, have I? But if you can do all of that below there, I would be ecstatic, and it would make me so happy. Uh, so basically, I'll, you'll hear me tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio, um, a weekend preview of the matches, just trying to get a co-host, like I say, and then 9 o'clock, the show where you take the lead, you set the agenda, and that is question time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to uh, Jordan earlier. 
Thanks to Craig for coming on as well. Stay safe, everybody. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Leaves it wide open, isn't it? <laughs> I'll see you in one form or another tomorrow. Good night. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.